Hi, welcome to Just Friend Zone. I'm Kevin. I'm Jackie. I'm Josh. So we've got another guest for you guys today. Uh, he's a friend of mine from high school. Uh, after that, he moved up to the Bay and went to San Francisco State University. Um, and after, I don't know, like eight years there, he came back home to the OC after finding love and just recently bought a house. Please help us welcome my friend, Kevin. Hello. Whoa. Thanks for having me, guys. Good to have you here. Um, so his name is Kevin, legally, uh, but we all call him Damien. And the reason behind that is uh, that when we were in high school together, uh, we went to school where probably about 20% of the, of the guys there were named Kevin. <laughs> so we all like had our own distinct uh, ways of distinguishing ourselves. And for Damien, it was by being referred to as his middle name rather than his first name. So uh, I'm going to be calling him Damien throughout the whole podcast rather than what I introed him as, which is Kevin. But his legal first name is Kevin. So... Just a heads up. Funny for, funny little story about that. I actually just saw my birth certificate when I had to get my marriage license. And turns out my first name is actually Kevin Damien. There what? wasn't enough room on the birth certificate. And my mom wants to put a Vietnamese name as my middle name. So my first name is actually Kevin Damien, which was Ooh. weird. <laughs> what the heck? I just found that out like this past year. So it's weird identity crisis but we'll play into that like, for the rest of the this podcast is me? <laughs> <laughs> wait kevin what did you go by then in I high just, school i was the i was korean kevin uh uh-huh. korean yeah because yeah, i was the only uh korean kevin so yeah. yeah you mean the other ones were kevin wins pretty much yeah how, how many kevin <laughs> wins were there <laughs> i don't know i think in our graduating <laughs> class there were like two or three. Oh, geez. yeah it was pretty funny. Like, uh, I think at graduation, it was like, Kevin D. Nguyen, Kevin L. Nguyen. <laughs> I was like, damn. <laughs> but yeah. So Damien, how was Kevin like in high school? Oh, my. So I met him uh, in, in two different groups. He joined the track team, and I got to know him fairly familiarly through there. So we, he was on the sprint team. I started out on the distance team and then worked my way towards sprints. Hmm. And then the other group that we hung out in was we actually were in the same breakdancing group. (laughs) So so we both tried doing breakdancing for like a little bit, but I did it very poorly. So I stopped and I just focused on sports. Mm -hmm. And then Kevin and I just kind of became good friends through um, similar uh, people that we hung out with. Yeah. Yeah. What the heck, Kevin? You did breakdancing? Uh, for like two months. Yeah. Breakdancing. <laughs> what the heck? I didn't know that. We had to learn top history. rocking and everything. We had to like <laughs> get into the rhythm. I was like a praying mantis trying to dance to a beat. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's a it's a piece of uh, forgotten history for me because uh, mm. it happened for like such a short time, but it was really like my intro into dance, like when I first started liking dancing. So it's kind of, you know, the foundations. But yeah, that's how Damien and I met. And it's pretty cool. It's funny that like, to me, like I, every time I met him, he was always introduced to me as like a prodigy for whatever I met him in. So like when we were breakdancing, they were like, yeah, this is Damien. Like he's like in his first month, like he was like, he's improved so much. And I was like, oh, wow, that's really cool. And then I joined the track team. And then they were like, yeah, this is Damien. Cause I joined track my second year of high school. And then so Damien had been doing it his first year, and they're like, "Yeah, Damien in his first year, like, dude, we can see so much potential. Like, he's probably gonna break records by his senior year." And I was like, "Wow, like this guy is like a 
like a body genius or something like <laughs> that's crazy and then now he's you know lifting weights and like competing in a uh, powerlifting competitions and crushing that so mm-hmm. i guess yeah he's i think damien is a uh, very athletically gifted <laughs> it's funny that you say that because i feel the most uncoordinated <laughs> i think like you you the way that you like act in your normal life is very uncoordinated but then like once you like are in the confines of like an organized sport or like a thing like you go into like god mode so That's yeah to put it <laughs> yeah yeah damien in high school was uh he was hilarious because he was people generally saw him as like top five good looking guy in our class like if you put a ranking on it like he's probably up there in the top five right um and like it was mostly because of his eyelashes i'll be honest like people were jealous <laughs> of his eyelashes still uh, are they still are, <laughs> they still are. <laughs> they are pretty long yeah but then um the way that damien was in real life did not match with that kind of like ranking that people would give him in the sense that he was really like awkward and really um very like hyperactive i guess like he was very like spazzy so it was yeah. just hilarious <laughs> i had very much a nerd complex in high school I started out in elementary school having braces, having glasses, being uncoordinated, kind of like classifying really myself as a nerd. Mm. Through middle school, that's when I got contacts because I, when I was getting into fitness and running, I hated that my glasses would bob up and down my face. So it was super yep. distracting. So I got contacts and I got braces when I was in fourth grade. I got them off by the time it was eighth grade. So I, I had them on for four years. And so once all that shed, all of a sudden, all this attention was on me. They're like, hey, this guy is a little attractive. And I'm like, I don't know what to do with this attention. So I'm just gonna <laughs> pass out as Kevin has mentioned. <laughs> to answer your original question though, Josh, Kevin, I think I bonded with him because he seemed really chill. Mm-hmm. He still is to this day. He just has like a nice calm demeanor. That's very welcoming as a person and you know when i did hang out with him he always had like a good sense of humor and he he was just a nice guy to vibe with so um, it was it was easy to just kind of coast along and just kind of see what he does but also i like i said i just liked watching people observe how i spaz out (laughs) in group (laughs) settings yeah so those are very kind words. That's not like, I, I, I feel like I was not like that in high school. I felt like I was very like awkward and like, uh, I know there were a lot of people that actually didn't like me in high school because they said that I was too loud and too like attention seeking. So <laughs> that's yeah. how I would classify myself. But I feel like at the same time, everyone classifies themselves that as in high school, because we're all just trying to figure ourselves out and just trying mm-hmm. to be as outgoing as possible to kind of cover up those insecurities. But that may just be me speaking from my own personal experience. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if Josh and Jackie would be classified as loud and attention seeking. <laughs> Not me, no. I, I didn't want any attention at all. Don't, don't bother with me. Mm-hmm. I think I'm loud in my like group, but mm. outside of that, I don't think I'm too crazy. Mm-hmm. Loud in your head, right? Mm, yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, since you said all these nice things about Kevin... Is there any embarrassing things you remember about him in high school or anything? To be honest, I don't think we hung out enough for me to know an embarrassing moment for him. So you guys didn't have like the same like group that you hang out with? 
I had a bunch of different friend groups. So I was in a camping club. I was in uh, the track team, cross country team, trying to do break dancing, trying to do be a part of Korean club, even though I wasn't Korean, try to be a part of Japanese club, even though I wasn't Japanese. Um, so <laughs> I kind of bounced around between different friend groups just to see who was available or who had a piece for me to kind of fit in for the day. So a lot of people think that's nice to be able to move between friends, but in a way it kind of made me feel more by myself a lot just mm-hmm. because I didn't know if I actually belonged to a specific group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's definitely uh, something that I can relate to actually. Cause I, I had a lot of the same things where like, you know, I was part of like the lip syncing group. I was part of the Korean club. I was part of a lot of different um, friend groups, but then I also was like, who are my like real friends though? And so I think like senior year was when like, I like cut off like so many people. Cause I was like, <laughs> I don't need all these people in my life. Mm. You're all fake. <laughs> <laughs> but now like, I think that was when like, uh, I would say like, uh, I could count like Damien as like, he was for sure like one of my friends at the time. So oh, that makes me happy. Yeah. <laughs> Our guests are so nice. Last time we asked Phil about like roasting me and Kevin, he had nothing to say. <laughs> I know. Well just, well, just like you guys said in that episode, when you bring it up in the moment, it's kind of hard That's to point out. It's just, true. it just comes up naturally when you want to roast somebody. That's yeah. true. I have stories lined up for Kevin though. So if everyone, <laughs> anyone asks me, I have like I have this one, I have that one. Which one do you want? Oh, oh, hey Josh. So, uh, what stories do you have, about Kevin? <laughs> oh, I have a lot, but I don't know if Kevin wants me to say it. This isn't an episode about me. I think we should put the put, put the topic back on uh, Damien. <laughs> we'll, we'll make another one and have Damien come back and talk about embarrassing things about Kevin. <laughs> yeah, that'll be his part two interview. Yeah, yeah. Oh uh, man, no. Um. So yeah, I mean, we we talked about this in your intro. Um. After high school, you did move up to the Bay for college. Um, how was that? How was life in the Bay and how was life at San Francisco State? It was fun. And in reality, I chose San Francisco for all the wrong reasons mm-hmm. other than college. Mm-hmm. So in high school and the majority of my life leading up to my choice to move away, I was pretty much geared for college. I know that the typical so like I'm Vietnamese, but my mom's like half white, half Vietnamese. And my stepdad was a part of my life, like a majority of my life. So he was white and I kind of got more of the stereotypical pressure of you can choose whatever you want to do. It, we're not going to put any pressure on you. Decide whatever you want, just explore your interests. And I felt like that hurt me more than it helped. Mm. And very similarly to how I didn't belong to a specific group in high school, I bounced around many different careers and ideas of what I wanted to do in life. I was actually part of the avid college prep course for like six years. Mm. And all of that was to prep me for college. So even when I still got there to San Francisco, I didn't know what the heck I wanted to do. I specifically chose my college based on the idea that I would be able to a, move away far enough so I can make my own choices, be my own person, have like have my own independence. But at the same time, I wanted to see what was available for me once I got out of school. Like I didn't want to make my whole focus about college. I was like, I want the whole like post high school experience of once I'm done with class, can I go to bars? Can I 
uh, go out or do adventures or do hikes or that sort of thing. And that's why I chose San Francisco. So it was fun. Um, I started out as a pre-interior design program. So it was a lot more artsy than I would have liked. But the idea was I I always wanted to be able to help people. I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I always liked helping people. That was my main focus. And so coming from a broken home, I thought if I do interior design, I can make homes feel better and I can repair homes so that way it doesn't feel as broken. As That's cute. Yeah. That's actually really poetic. <laughs> yeah. I like how you put it. Yeah. So it was after doing like a year and a half of it, I realized that interior design was not for me because a, mm. a large aspect of it obviously is visual. It, it is artistic. Mm. And that doesn't click with my part of the brain. I'm very analytical and very like matter of fact. Mm. So it was difficult for me to put that, like see the outcome of me actually graduating with interior design, like de- degree. So that's when I actually made the decision to uh, drop out of San Francisco state after a year and a half. Mm-hmm. So real quick, why did you choose to drop out as opposed to just like undeclaring your major and like going a different route? My mom was a single mom for a long time. Mm-hmm. And even then with my stepdad in the picture, we didn't have much money. And I didn't want to be another one of those stories of people going through college and being thousands of dollars in debt. Mm-hmm. Like that scared me so much because you just kept on hearing it time and time again. Mm-hmm. So I decided rather than waste my time trying to explore who I am, I would drop out of college. I would take a break. And if I did find something I wanted to do, then I would go back. But at least that way I'm not wasting, like putting more loans on my credit and just not knowing what I want to do. Mm -hmm. So when you decided to drop out, was it kind of hard to bring it up to your family or? Uh, Yes and no. I actually did have a secondary plan. When I dropped out, for some reason it was a theme where people said I had a very healing touch whenever I would give like shoulder massages. Mm. So I thought to myself, okay, if I can't like help out people in the way I wanted to, maybe I could physically make them feel better. So I actually went to do a massage therapy program instead. Mm. So when I dropped out of college, I decided to sign up for a massage therapy program. They also offered uh, basically tuition or like federal loans because the school was actually accredited through the government. So I was able to take out a student loan to do a year program for massage therapy. And I became a massage therapist afterwards. Oh, cool. So it was hard to tell them I dropped out, but at least I wasn't dropping out without a plan. I said, yeah. I'm, I'm actually deciding to do this instead. And I thought that was going to be my life's calling. Mm-hmm. 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 And then how long were you doing that for? I did that for two years. Okay. I worked at a spa. Mm-hmm. and it was nice. I also actually had even my own personal clients. I actually mm-hmm. still have my massage table to this day. So <laughs> I like to carry it around and use it as a party trick mm-hmm. for once in a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but at, during that time, it was hard for me to build up my clientele. And mm-hmm. San Francisco is so expensive as a city. Yeah. 
So there was actually a point in time where I was doing four jobs at once. Oh, wow. I was walk, I was working two retail jobs at two like fashion stores. Mm-hmm. So I was working seven days a week already. Mm-hmm. And then in my spare time, I would massage clients. So I'd always have my massage table in the trunk of my car. Mm-hmm. And then in my spare time, I would drive Lyft just to make up anything else. So, oh, I'd, wow. so I'd be working 12 hour shifts, seven days a week. And I was getting burnt out really fast, but I just had to do it because San Francisco was expensive. I had no other way to get around it. Mm-hmm. Dang. The grind is real. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. And then how, how long were you able to keep that going before you like decided like, I can't do this anymore? Um, I think it was about the year mark of me doing that before I really wanted to look for an alternative. Mm-hmm. So from, I always wanted to make sure that whenever I had a shift, I always had a game plan. I think it's because of the pressures of real life situations where I had to pay rent, I had to pay mm-hmm. for insurance, like they mm-hmm. had going on. So I thought to myself, well, I'll do what everyone else in San Francisco is doing right now, which is the coding boot camp. But for that, you need like five, seven, ten thousand dollars to do like a three month program. And even then, like you're spending so much time on that, you don't have enough time to work outside of that. So mm-hmm. I had to save up for like that 10 grand plus rent plus car insurance mm-hmm. um, to be able to uh, do that. So it was a hard time for me. There were so many times where I wanted to quit and so many times where like I would have mini panic attacks throughout the day just to, uh, you know, try to push myself through everything that I went through. Um, just cause I didn't want to come back to orange County with nothing in my hand. It was a little bit of a pride thing, but mm-hmm. at the time that I finished massage therapy school, it was also the time that I saw everyone start getting their bachelor's degrees. So mm-hmm. on my Instagram feed, one by one, I see another graduation post. I see another diploma post. I see another thing, this and that. And I'm just like, Oh, I'm, so I'm just going back with a massage therapy license. Great. No, like, no, it's okay. That is perfectly okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it definitely, I like, I think we're all uh, victims of like the comparison game for sure. Um, like, I, I know that happened to me when I, because I took like an extra semester for college too. And then, like, around the time that everyone was finishing, I was like, I'm still not done. But I think, like, also, like, I, I also compare myself to like the highest standard possible. So Damien and I, you know, went to high school together and in our graduating class, there's the smartest human being that has ever humaned ever. Um, her name is Swan Truck Nguyen. Yeah. And um, she, she went to Yale for, for her bachelor's and then immediately after uh, got into the USC for, for her PhD. And I'm pretty sure she's done now. Um, and she's like annoying because she's so down to earth and so like normal and nice that like you just wish like there was something that you could be like I hate you you know but she's just like a really cool person but like <laughs> I and like I catch up with her every now and then so like uh when she finished her bachelor's and she you know came back to the states or not the states she was always in the states when she came back to California um yeah like I was still doing college like I was still doing my bachelor's 
but she just finished Yale and she was like, yeah, I'm about to start my PhD at USC. And I was like, I'm doing nothing with my life. Yeah. So I, 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 that comparison game is like, it's harsh and it's real, but I think yeah. like we all have our own races to run, man. And like, I think you did a great job. I think like, I've, I'm like in shock because you're like, yeah, I work two retail, retail jobs while doing massage therapy and lift, like just to make ends meet. And I'm like, dude, like, how was it not enough? <laughs> like how was yeah. one retail job with lift and a massage therapy, like not enough? Like, that's yeah, crazy. it's be- it played a lot with the whole work hard, party hard method mm-hmm. where you're just so tired of working so much that when you do get a break, you just want to like kind of go all out. And mm-hmm. I didn't really have good finance lessons instilled in me. So mm-hmm. as much as I made money, I also burned through it very quickly yeah, uh, I tried saving for those coding programs that I could, but at the same time, it was just so hard. So it was definitely a lot of things that just kind of culminated into what was a really bad comparison game from mm-hmm. you know me to compared to everyone back home. Mm-hmm. Uh, how I ended up actually moving on was actually this program called Year Up. Um, so like Y E A R. It's this basically, if I could explain it, it's kind of like an adult preparation program. (laughs) So they basically take underprivileged or like lost 20-year-olds into a program where within one year, you will become a business professional. Um, And so they would basically take the program to offer you college classes where you could actually take to learn how to write a professional email, how to present in front of people and learn subject areas or skills about jobs that are affluent in the area. Mm-hmm. So I was actually in, I got acceptance to that program. Um, they actually only accept 10% of the oh, wow. applicants that actually apply. Mm-hmm. So I think within a given six month period, the Bay Area, or at least the San Francisco location, over 400 people would apply, but they don't only take 40 people per six months. Mm. Wow. And they uh, specifically target ages 18 to 25. Um, and, and so from there, I was able to, through that program, learn the skills to actually build up my confidence to say, hey, I could actually work in corporate America. I could actually hold a pretty good job and do well in it mm-hmm. just because I don't have a college degree doesn't mean I don't have a chance at, you know, having a normal, a decent life like everyone else does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but their whole aspect of the program is more so just trying to find out what you want in life. Mm-hmm. They don't bash college. Like if you want to go to college, if you know what's your calling and you want to do it through college and by all means do it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they also wanted to give a chance to people who are also just as talented, but may not have the means to be able to complete college or do, you know, those things. Yeah. That's cool, dude. Like I didn't know they had programs like that. Um, I think especially being an Asian American, it's kind of a pressure that we have, like you have to go to college, you have to be a doctor or have a good job after you graduate college. And so I think like hearing this is, it's a, uh, it's kind of like, it's real, you know, like, and I don't know, um, being Korean American too, it's, it's very, we get compared to everybody like, Oh, your cousin did this or your cousin did that, or so-and-so did this, so-and-so did that. And so like, mm-hmm. 
growing up is like dude like let me live my own life let me do what i want to do yeah i think i was kind of blessed with my parents not i mean i got compared to other people but my parents were similarly like to what you were saying about your mom and your stepdad of like oh just do what you want to do kind of thing i think i was blessed to have that but like seeing friends like struggling and going to like sat prep school and like throughout high school i was like dude that life sucks you know like but yeah i I totally understand like the pressure you had i don't know if your family had a lot of pressure towards you on that or was it more like your own pressure to kind of like you know the pressure that i faced more so was to get good grades not so much to where i wanted to go Mm. i'm the oldest of five kids and like i said my mom was a single parent for a while so a lot of that first child of an Asian family responsibility, like really felt like fell on my shoulders Mm. where she said, you always have to lead by example. You have to be a good example for your brothers and sisters, but they never gave me a direction as far as you should be a doctor. You should be a lawyer. You should be this, you should be that. I remember in middle school, the first thought that popped into my head is, Oh, I want to be a forensic psychologist because I really like studying crime. I really like uh, how people's minds work and kind of understanding the way that they think. But then I decided to move away from that because I noticed how much time that takes away from family. And one of my core values was I always wanted to start my own family. So I had to move from that. Then I, instead of moving something similar, I just went, okay, maybe I'll become an optometrist. Then in high school, I flipped to maybe I'll become a music video director. And then from there, like, I just, I just kept on shifting because I had no direction from other people. It was nice. And also the worst thing at the same time. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I mean, do you feel like the, cause at least like we're going to talk extremes here for a second, Mm -hmm. but um, like the immense pressure that parents put on their kids to go a specific route um, and the immense freedom that parents can give their children to just decide for themselves. Like, do you feel like that's like in those, in those two extreme cases, at least particularly um, that, of of course, they're both not helpful, I think, um, but they create different sets of problems in, in a, in a child. But if it were up to you, do you think that you would have preferred to have a lot more of that pressure to be like, you do, could you go like a like you need to go this specific route as like our firstborn son? Or do you think that it was better that you just did this? Like, obviously with hindsight being like, oh, like, oh, I'm here now and I'm happy. Like, you know, obviously it worked out for you, but like when you were younger, what do you think you would have rather preferred? I think I was much happier knowing that I didn't have the pressure for my parents to choose what I wanted to be. My mom always said that I don't care what you do as long as you're happy. That's all that matters to me. Mm. It then allowed me to place the pressure on myself of what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So the only person I was disappointing was myself. Mm. And I know how much pressure or how much strain on a relationship that can cause if it's coming from your parents Mm. more so. Yeah. I, as far as the two extremes, I think that the way to best address it is kind of in the middle where you're guiding them towards their interests as far mm-hmm. as for your kids, but you're not trying to tell them one way or the other. Mm-hmm. And I actually have a story about that. My sister Kylie actually for a long time wanted to be a pastry chef 
because of how much Food Network she watched, she watched as a kid. Like all we did was watch like Cake Boss or Cupcake Wars or something like that, like mm-hmm. to that nature. And so my stepdad actually, who cooked a lot more than my mom at the time, asked my sister, hey, do you want to come into the kitchen with me? Do you want to like learn how to cook some things, cut some things, like kind of be able to do this? She's like, no. <laughs> I, don't want to cook. I just want to make pastries. <laughs> and he's like, okay, so you don't actually want to learn to cook. You just want to make things look pretty. And she's like, yes. And it was through that experience. And he will tell that to different people all the time. It's actually one of the worst stories that my sister hates. Mm-hmm. My dad repeating. <laughs> but she, through that experience, she learned that, okay, maybe I don't want to be a pastry chef if I don't want to just learn how to cook at the very mm-hmm. basics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I actually really like that. That's like a very, it's very humorous like, yeah. as a story, but it's also like, oh wow, like that's like a that's really good like parenting uh, in terms of like, hey, like you you showed interest in this, so let me show you what I do know, and then through that, it's like, oh okay, never mind. You realize you don't like it, then all right, like you don't have to be in this kitchen anymore. Like don't worry about it, you know? Right. So, like yeah, because I'd love to pass on like some of my passions to my kids one day, mm. but it's like that fine line between like forcing them into your passions and like really pushing them to pursue their own, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. Like, I, I, I just think it's so funny. <laughs> Do you want to learn how to cook then? No. <laughs> how comical. dare you suggest that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Definitely hearing your like journey through college and what you decided on doing definitely makes me feel better about myself because I didn't finish college I'm glad that Josh did, and I'm glad that Kevin is almost done, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I want my story to kind of touch all those other people like you and I, where it's it's fine if you didn't go to college. If you're happy with what you're doing and you find a path eventually, then that's all that matters. What I always kept at the core to myself whenever I moved from one thing to another was as long as I'm helping somebody, as long as I'm helping people uh, as far and kind of finding that in the work with whatever I do. Mm-hmm. So after that internship program, I worked in finance. So like I then changed the narrative to, okay, so at least I'm helping people out with their money. I'm helping the people out with their finances. I didn't have much like growing up. My mom didn't have the best of finances. We kind of grew up not like poor, but at the same time, like definitely not middle class, just kind of like that weird middle area. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think as long as you find the peace and the motivation within yourself for whatever you're doing, then that should be enough. And the hardest part is really just pushing past that comparison game. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's going to be, I think anyone's toughest battle coming out of high school, coming out of college, just because, it's natural. It's I think I think it's human nature to try to like compare, like what you have now to what like you know, one thing to another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely feel that. Like, uh, me like, too. <laughs> yeah, like, even now I play the comparison game because like I, I'm finishing grad school, but I took like an extra year. Whereas like I see like the people that I came into grad school with, they're already done and like doing other stuff. So I'm like, man, like I'm a failure compared to them. And I'm like, wait, I have a master's degree. Like, what? A, I'm not. I'm not a failure. What the heck? You know. <laughs> so it's definitely one of those like comparison is it's it's such an interesting um poison i think because like 
yes, you can use it as like motivation, but also to a certain point, like after a certain point, like what's the point of comparing yourself? Like you also have to like learn to be happy with where you are and who you are as a person. So um, Damien, you're also married. And I talked about this in the intro as well, but you came back home after finding love. How was that? Interesting. Hey. Probably the best thing that could ever happen to me. Definitely is Aww. the best thing that could ever happen to me. I met the love of my life, uh, who is my best friend and my twin in all ways. And like, it's kind of scary how similar we are. And it's funny because we knew each other in high school, but we went to rival high schools and she was, she was best friends of my best friend. And I was trying to like not pay any mind where I was just like, you know, oh, she's cool to hang with. I'm going to move on. Um, and it wasn't until two years ago where I came back to Southern California for New Year's for like the holidays. And I had no one to spend my New Year's Eve with. And that mutual friend that we had invited me to hang out with their group for a new year's eve celebration that's where my feelings caught on and then um two weeks later the two of them came up to san francisco to visit and that's where her feelings caught on from that trip and every moment of our lives has been like one instance of serendipity after another just like these nice little happy coincidences that we just like this just has to be like fate building into what should be our love story <laughs> Aww. so cool, cute. man so cute i love yeah. a love story yeah. yeah and it's funny because i remember that one of my insecurities was the fact that i didn't graduate college like yes i had a good job but i kind of feel like to a certain extent i'm kind of i don't really hold an intellectual conversation well like i'm kind of dumb as a person at times <laughs> but she gives me that reassurance that she thinks that I'm smart. She enjoys my conversation and we just get along very well. She She's a nurse, by the way. She went to Cal State Long Beach and got her nurse from, did her nursing program there as contacts. So uh, that was like nice to be able to not have to worry about comparison in that way. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, funny because like I, I went over to Damien's recently and I was talking to his wife like while he was inside doing something. I was like, so like, you know, like, what'd you like about Damien? And she was like, oh, well, you know, he's funny. And he's, I think he's smart and he's really nice and considerate. She's like listing all these things. And she's like, and it doesn't hurt that he's really good looking. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's true. That's true, man. Mm-hmm. That's what I'd want too. I'd want, I'd want to, I'd want to date Damien for his looks. Shoot. All my life, I've had to deal with those sort of compliments, and I just feel like I don't know how to interact <laughs> off of that. I just awkwardly go like, <laughs> <laughs> "You're like, what am I supposed to do?" <laughs> you know, I used to not know how to deal with like when people would be like, "Dude, I think you're so good looking," and I, nowadays I'm just like, "Thanks, I know," and like it takes them like so off guard. They're like, "What?" Because <laughs> nobody ever like accepts a compliment with like cockiness. So it's just fun to like, for me to just say it like that now. So thanks. I know. And they're like, what? Mm. Well, then. <laughs> I take it back. I take it back. Yeah. I take it back. <laughs> Usually a, that's everybody's reaction. Never what mind. A, what a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I like to just lean into like the more humorous side of it. But not everyone takes jokes as jokes. Word. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, so we're going to go into time of rapid fire questions, but as we do with all of our guests, it's not really rapid fire. Um, we ask the question, give you plenty of time to answer, and we also want you to kind of explain your answer. So um, yeah, we'll just get right into it. I'll go first. Um, Damien, what is one anime you recommend right now to the listeners? Ooh, that's hard just because I haven't really been keeping into my anime as much as I used to. I've been putting Boku no Hero on pause just because I want to binge through it. And mm. episode one of the new season was a filler. So I was like, I'm cool off of that. Mm. Everyone loves Jujutsu Kaisen right now. I think it's a really dope anime. Mm -hmm. So that would be my recommendation as well as the final season of Attack on Titan because mm. that's just been from season one to every episode after that just blew my mind one after one, like each one after the other. Mm. All right, cool. Oh, uh, actually, underrated. Uh, what's it? No Game, No Life. People haven't watched it before. I've never even heard of it. Never it's, heard. it's basically this brother-sister otaku pair who get transported to another world. I'll leave mm -hmm. it at that. Um, so it's like one of those. Mm -hmm. But it's only 12 episodes long. There's also a movie that came out after it. It's really good. Definitely recommend it. Super underrated. For sure. All right. What is your favorite movie series? Oh, these questions are hard. <laughs> um, Star Wars, I'm a huge Star Wars buff, obviously. I would say four, five, six, crop, cream of the crop. Mm. As far as a series other than that, the Hannibal Lecter series, I enjoyed very much. Mm -hmm. So, like, everyone knows the movie Silence of the Lambs but it's yeah. actually one of three movies in total. Mm -hmm. So if you've only seen Side of the Lambs, watch the, I think the third one is Hannibal. And I forget what the first movie is actually called, but it's, I would say that I love that series. Hmm. All right, so I've only played a couple league games with you, but I see that you're play majority mid. Is that like what you prefer? No, I actually prefer jungle, support, and sometimes top. I've been playing mid because the rest of the people we play with play <laughs> jungle support or top. So I just in my in my mid game really sucks. So I just I'm taking it as a moment to have a growth opportunity to mm -hmm. improve on skills where I want to fill because that's actually been more of my expertise is wherever there is a gap for my group of friends, I will fill that gap. So like when back in high school, when we started playing Starcraft two, everyone played Protoss, everyone played Zerg, no one played Terran. So I was the only Terran player for a group of friends. Mm -hmm. Do I love Terran though. Terran's so fun. Terran's very fun. And when I started playing League, no one wanted to play jungle, no one wanted to play support. So I just played jungle and support for the mm -hmm. most part. <laughs> Um, all right. Uh, so Damien, this is going to be a little weird, mm -hmm. but is a hot dog a sandwich? No, why not? No, it's fucking not. <laughs> Damien, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I, I apologize. Um, 
I am very heated about this topic. So you, you, I got into an argument on this with my wife. So this is the reason why I'm so adamant and so like hot off the trigger for this question. But no, it's not a sandwich. Why isn't it a sandwich? Elaborate on that for us. Because what is a sandwich, right? It's two. It's meat sandwiched between two slices of bread. Hot dog qualifies that. It's little, little hot dog sa- sausage sandwiched between the two buns. It's not. But Why it's not? one bun. It's one bun. It's one bun. No, it's hot not. dog. Hot dog is one bun. Yeah, you just hot dog split it in bun. half. Yeah, but then one. It becomes like, when you eat two a lot, if it rips. Yeah, after a while it rips anyway. <laughs> so then it's two. Also within the name itself, though, hot dog just refers to the meat itself. So like a sandwich is involving like a filling with two slices of bread. I'm like, I'm not going to say egg salad. And you're just going to be like, oh, you want egg salad? I'm like, no, I want the sandwich. It's like, why didn't you say egg salad sandwich then? Hot dog is just the meat that's in the middle carried by one piece of bun, one loaf, one bread. Not too. So. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm with Damien on this one. <laughs> it's one one bread that rips. Yeah. Poorly made bread that rips. So if your sandwich rips into four pieces, is that like more? Like, I don't, what do you even call that? <laughs> a sandwich with four pieces? Like, if you just slice the sandwich into four pieces, I don't know. You just have four sandwiches. <laughs> you just have four mini sandwiches. Come on, Damien. <laughs> What would your last meal be? Like, if you were on death row, what would your last meal be? Ooh, so I've had this plenty of times before, but I'll never get tired of it. In San Francisco, there is this Chinese restaurant called San Tung. Mm. Oh. Everyone talks about it. Anyone who's been there knows what I'm talking about. Uh. It's a Chinese restaurant where they have, like, it's called their original dry chicken Dude, but it's got so like a, it's got a nice soy garlic glaze over it. It's crispy, but at the same time, like still like a wet sauce. You so I've been able to order two plates. One plate of wings is twelve. Uh, so I've been able to have two just for myself. That actually happened one time. I went with my friends and I said, "Okay, so we're gonna I'm gonna have two orders of the wings. What do you guys want?" That's for me. Don't touch it. Like, <laughs> um, so if I were to have like a last meal, it would definitely include the San Tung chicken wings. That restaurant, before they expanded to like another building next door, you used to have to wait two to three hours just to sit down at a table. Now it's a much quicker wait around time. It's like an hour. Or if you just want to go for the wings, you can go next door and you'll be seated in like five minutes. Uh, so it would be San Tung chicken wings. Um, Mountain Dew, because that's my vice ever since I was a little kid. Mm. And probably, I don't know, just like mounds and mounds of chocolate as dessert, because <laughs> the only thing that I'm that comes second to my chicken wing addition is chocolate. So mm. that, that would be my last meal. Mm. Quick aside, he's not joking about those wings. I had those once on a trip, and legit, I was like, oh my God, these are the best wings I've ever had like oh like everyone tells you like you have to if you're gonna go to the bay you have to have sand tongue chicken wings 
And everybody tells you that. So like for me, I was like, oh, it's like super hyped up. Like how good could it be? You know, like there's no way it meets the hype. And I was like, holy crap. Like this was worth like, I would like, okay. I was about to say I would drive up there just for Santung chicken wings, but I wouldn't. So, but it's, <laughs> but it's really good. Like, uh, if you're ever in the Bay area, it was that good enough to where he pondered saying that <laughs> sentence. <laughs> yeah. Like I forgot about it for a brief second, but as soon as you said those words, I, like I was thrown back and I was like, Oh dude, it's like chicken wing heaven. Like nothing compares to that here in Southern California, in my opinion, mm-hmm. is that good. Nothing. Yeah. One time yes. we went, the one time we went to SF, we were supposed to go right Kev, but we forgot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, Josh, that's a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I want to go. And then we just couldn't go. Mm-hmm. So it's all good. That's so good, dude. Okay. Going off chocolates from your previous answer for sweets on cookies, do you prefer them soft, hard, or do you like both? I like soft cookies. And my favorite cookies are actually oatmeal raisin. Mmm. Ooh, those are good cookies. weirdo. <laughs> those are cookies are good. I get like mixed reviews when I hear people's reaction to oatmeal cookies, like oatmeal raisin. There are times where people were like, oh, yep, 100%. And then there's the other side where they're like, what the? Get out of here with the oatmeal raisin. That's trash. And I'm just like, why are you hating on it so hard? I know. <laughs> I don't, I don't, okay. It's not that I think oatmeal raisin is a bad cookie. I just don't think it deserves to be anybody's favorite cookie. Like, mm. for me, like, you can't go wrong with a dark chocolate chip and a walnut. Like, oh, it's, like, so good to me. Like, that is the ideal pairing for a, chocolate chip, for a cookie. Like, I'm just, like, I'll make that every time, so. I had this weird fascination, though, with um, oatmeal raisin or what I would kind of classify as old people food because the cereal I ate in high school was actually raisin bran. <laughs> Dude, raisin bran is good, though. Raisin bran is good. <laughs> With the honey bunches of oats. Oh, honey bunches of oats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I, I have found my people. <laughs> I told Kayla that I love like raisin bran cereal, and she's like, "What are you like, constipated fifty year old man?" No, dude. I just recently bought Fiber One, and I was like not looking forward to it because I was like, "Man, like I feel like I need more fiber in my diet." So I was like, "I'll eat, I'll eat Fiber One cereal." I was eating it. I was like am I getting old or is this actually like pretty good? Like what is going on here? But yeah, dude, no, the raisin brand, raisin brand crunch with the little granola bits. Oh, yeah. don't get me started on that one, man. I've never had that before. What? I have it at my house like all the time, dude. Next time you come over, we'll have a bowl yeah, of raisin brand. I've had like honey bunches of oats, the blue box. Mm. My dad gets it at Costco all the time. So it's mm-hmm. just, that's like my go-to. Dude, or Special K with the, the strawberry. Oh, yeah. That's pretty good. That I tried good. it last time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Special good. K, dude. Yeah. Or you know what? We'll all go to Damien's house and we'll have a bowl of raisin bran in front of his wife. <laughs> <laughs> Solidarity. <laughs> we'll just all have a bowl scooping. Yeah, slow, just slow blinking. <laughs> <laughs> just staring at her the whole time. <laughs> and then be like, oh. you want some? <laughs> <laughs> So speaking of cereal, are you cereal first or milk first? Oh, cereal first. Okay, puts yeah. milk first. Well, we, have, we have we have a friend that does milk first, and well, it's a, it's a heated topic. <laughs> well, he's a psychopath. 
That's what we said. <laughs> well, you know him. I mean, you, you played games him. with him before. So. Is it Philip or is it Peter? Is it Philip? It's Peter. Okay. <laughs> I love that Damien thought it was Philip. <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right. I have another question. So I had this debate at work. Mm-hmm. Um, when you shower, what's the first thing you wash? Um. <laughs> <laughs> or like first, first place you wash I guess. you see how like, red Damien got he's like, like uh how appropriate are we trying to be here like okay. the first thing you do the like, first thing you do in the shower what is it is like I'll uh, wash the butthole <laughs> no exactly I clean where the sun don't shine is what I was, is what I was gonna say oh. so because I am part white I am extremely hairy for an Asian person and let's just say there's a lot of entanglement that needs to be undone <laughs> as soon as I get in the shower. Because throughout the day, kind of just a lot of crustaceans build up in a place <laughs> so, where I don't want to mention. So, yeah. So that's, Damien that's... is a psychopath. Because <laughs> <laughs> 90% of the answers that I got was a shampoo first. That's the first thing I do when I go in the shower. But you can't tell me it's not relieving to be able to, like... <laughs> Breathe the nether regions first and then go for the hair. I don't okay. know. That's just hey, Kevin. This answer is worse than what, what I told you last time. <laughs> the answer at my work was one of the guys says, I wash my hands first when I get into the shower. <laughs> so I don't think okay, I don't I don't think Damon's is that bad because it's like okay, that's that's a pretty like dirty region, like at least psychologically. So like oh, okay, like I'll clean there too. I clean that at the end of the shower, like I clean I at the end too, yeah. yeah. But then, like I washing go, I go your hands, head, I, go I don't understand. Down, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't understand washing your hands before, you, like, you're about to shower. Why do you have yeah. to? Like, you're gonna <laughs> clean your whole body. Like, why are you washing your hands? So he says he gets into the shower, he washes his hands, and then he shampoos his hair. I was like, but you're shampooing your hair. You're gonna get soap on yeah. your hands away. And then he's like, no, but you gotta wash your hands first. I was like, what? <laughs> That is a strange answer. That is a first that I've heard. All right, one more. Pants first or socks first? <laughs> uh, I I have mixed I, I mixed times where I do one or the other. It kind of depends. Mm. Um, if I'm wearing shorts, I'll do socks first. But no, actually, no. Okay. I lied. I do socks first because yeah. I wear like the long half like nike socks mm. in all of my outfits even if i'm wearing like long pants mainly because i just haven't bought more ankle socks to wear so i just have the long nike socks <laughs> and those are extremely hard to put on makes sense with my big meaty legs so i just <laughs> i need to put the socks on first and then i put on the pants so that because i can't reach otherwise it just and then it just gets undone and then yeah so socks are <laughs> so damien is an outlier <laughs> <laughs> My little sort of like my my little data that I had from people that I asked from work, he got all the answers he said was different from everybody else. <laughs> but no, no judgment. At least he's honest. Yeah, I mean, I get the long socks part because you know when you have jeans on and you have to roll the jeans up and then put the long socks, it makes sense. But like, I don't know. I wear like ankle socks, so I put pants on first. So yeah. yeah. I do socks first too, don't worry, Damien. Even though I don't have long knee high socks like you. <laughs> is that is is that a guy thing? And like what? What knee high socks? No, like socks or dress socks or pants. I'm like, is that a, is that a guy thing? 
I mean, I just I put on sackcloth after. Yeah, me too. I put sackcloth after. <laughs> I don't know, man. Dude, this morning I was getting ready for work, and then I grabbed socks and I didn't put my pants on yet, and I was like, I'm not crazy. It's so funny. All right. Well, thanks for coming on, Damien. It's been really fun having you. Um, it's been actually really cool to hear your story and to be able to ask you questions about it. Um, and I know I could do that, like, you know, in regular conversations, but I think, um, you know, at the beginning of this podcast, like we said that we would love to highlight the stories of our friends. And I think you have a particularly unique one and a unique perspective to share. So it's been, I, I hope it's been just as informative for people that listen to our podcast as it has been for us. Um, before we officially close out, do you have any final words you want to say to our listeners? If you ever feel like you want to find an alternative path, definitely check out the year up program changed my life. I'm pretty sure it could change yours. They have one program in almost every major city. I believe for Southern California, they have one in LA is the closest one, unfortunately. Um, but definitely check it out. Uh, check it out. See if there's one near you. And if you don't really have a direction in life, that could be basically a great next step. Outside of that, follow me on Twitch. I do more but outside of that, just as long as you're doing whatever you're like love doing at the end of the day, you're just happy with yourself. That's all you could ever ask for. That's all I could ever ask for of myself. So be proud of that. All right. Thank you, Damien. Um, so if you have any questions for us, if you have any questions for Damien, feel free to message us. But uh, until then, we'll see you next week. Bye.